Welcome back to the MetaMinds podcast. My name is Eamon. And my name is Dan. And this is where we help you unlock the life of your dreams. So one thing that I want to refocus on for next year is refocusing on my ego. Uh, it's the bane of our existence, really. You know, every day, you just your main battle is with your own ego and you don't even know it, you know. It's just fully in control of your life and your existence. And, um, you know, a lot of the time it's uh, it sabotages you, even though its intention is actually to just keep you safe, you know, because you're just like a little child on the inside and your ego is just there to protect you and have thoughts about your environment to... Um, you know, to, to help you out. But like, you know, a lot of the times, as I said, it's not really working in your favor. So one thing I really, really want to refocus on for this coming year, and I have definitely sabotaged myself quite a bit over the last year, is just my ego. And I suppose the, you know, main way to do that is meditation. Um, and yeah, just self-awareness, reflection, you know, refocusing on, on journaling as well, you know, just anything that you can do and, and even booking counseling in for myself. You know, I've always been skeptical of counseling. It's like, oh, I can figure it out for myself and where, where, where. Obviously, that doesn't really work in your favor because you're actually a counselor. <laughs> uh, but it's, just you know. Shot, shots fired at me. <laughs> yeah. But like, I just want to challenge that point of view. And it's just yeah. like, what what if you had, what if you were paying somebody that, that could see your flaws that, wait, that you couldn't, you know? Yeah. Um, so just little things like that. I think it's really important to refocus on the ego. And as you get older, it's easy for your slippery little ego to get in control and, you know, become stuck in your ways. You always notice people that are older than you that are stuck in their ways and their ego. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I never want to be like that, you know? Yeah. And then you blink and a few months later, you're like, oh, I'm starting to do that thing. You know? Yeah. So you've got to stay on top of that. For sure. Yeah. You, you might not have anything come to mind, but like, it's hard, right? Because sometimes like your ego can control a period of your life or a moment in your life. And it's only after the fact that you notice it. What what normally helps you recognize when your ego has been in control? Are there any indicators? Well, like one main thing is somebody else, you know, reflecting back onto, hey, you did that thing. And that requires yeah. you to have trust and, and, you know, high value friends that you can get to actually point these things out to you, mm-hmm. of which I have a couple of those. Um, so that's a big thing. But another thing is, you know, just it's just reflection, like mm. actually intentionally sitting down and not necessarily meditating. But just having five, 10 minutes a day or every couple of days, just be like, hmm, how have I been going? Like, what's been going on for me? And I love this because I've got a hammock on my deck and a nice deck for a hammock. And I just call it hammock time. Mm-hmm. And I sit there and I put my phone a few meters away from me. Yep. And like, I can think about whatever I want. I'm allowed, my mind is just wandering. Um, and often that times that's when I actually notice, oh, right, you've been doing, you've been doing that thing. And how do you feel about that? And is that something that you want to be doing, you know? Mm. Um, so it's not it's not necessarily a practice that I've intentionally implemented. It's just kind of happened. Yeah. But that's another helpful tool for me to be like, oh right, I've been doing that thing, and that's actually me being a bit of a dick, and I don't really want to do that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Ego is such a slippery thing. Hey. Yeah. I think yeah, that, that's the thing, right? It's like it's it's all about the awareness of it, trying to recognize when the ego is taking control. I think. Um, yeah, it can be quite hard though to be proactive with your ego. And be aware of it in the moment or challenge it before yeah, it even gets to that point. It's the hardest thing ever, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, so, yeah, this year definitely focusing more on being aware of the ego and trying to challenge it when when you can. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's something everyone could benefit from. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. What's one of yours? Yeah, so one of mine would be, so cliche, but saying no to more things. Uh, so what I mean by that, I mean, there's a lot of people probably listening who fall into the people-pleasing tendency. And, I mean, that is typically where it can come from like trying to say yes to everything trying to like if someone reaches out 
there can be these fears of like fear of missing out, for example, or yeah, I guess it, trying to please everyone, worried about well, if that opportunity does lead to something and I miss that opportunity, that's so that's a reflection on me. But I mean, yeah, I've been doing what I've been doing with like content and the counselling side of things for long enough now that I can confidently say no to things and and be okay with it because I guess I've and it, it is I think it's really hard early on when you're doing anything right when you're starting a career or doing content, whatever it may be, it can be hard, even with friendships, to say no, because I guess the fear is like, well, if I say no, then uh, when, I, when I think about friendship, because that's something that sticks with me, right? Like when I moved here from England, I guess I was fearful of losing friends because I'd lost friends when we moved to Spain. And then when we moved back to England, I'd lost all my friends. And at that time, the internet wasn't as popular. So, you know, I didn't really have anyone online. So I pretty much just lost all those friendships. So to me, I guess when I moved here, I was so fearful that if I spoke up and that didn't sit right with someone, then I'd just lose another friend. So I think early on, I reflected on that recently. Uh, early on, like I was quite fearful of saying no or setting a boundary because I was worried that like people would just judge me or leave me. Um, but yeah. And when you don't have enough of the thing that you want, of course, your attitude is going to be like, say yes to everything. Yeah. For example, if you're early on in your career as well, like where you were, you know, a year or yep. two ago, you're like, yes, I'll take that counseling job. I'll take that counseling job. And now you're starting to do the opposite where you're like, all right, I'm going to take the counseling jobs that really suit me Yeah. because you're in more of an abundance. So it's like, it depends on where you're at in terms of, uh, you know, which theme you uh, want to say no to more. For sure. Yeah, yeah. But it could have even been more powerful early on as well. You know, mm. it just would have been a bit of a bit more of a slow burn, right? hundred percent. Yeah. And I think back to saying yes to doing free counseling sessions, you know, at the time to me, that was like, oh, this is perfect, right? Get people in, get some eyes on me and then I'll convert them into paid clients. But that became a little bit more of a headache than it was worthwhile to me. And yeah, again, it was like, I just had to say no to that. And early on, I was like fearful. So I was just saying yes to everything, saying yes to every client that was coming through. Um, but yeah, th th the reason I said the friendship thing is I think that applies to maybe a lot of people. I've spoken to a lot of people recently who have had that kind of reflection. So yeah, I think just saying no to more things in the sense of like, you know, recognizing if you are feeling a bit, overwhelmed if you've got too much on your plate if you feel like you're leaning into the people pleasing thing I, I would challenge people to say no to just a few more things you know i think that can be quite beneficial yeah especially in this day and age and that leads me on to my second one which is i want to focus more on slowing down again this year you know and what that means is eliminating a lot of distractions and it's just so hard in the modern world when you're in it you don't realize that everything is just fighting for your attention and it's almost overwhelming all the time it's like you've got this burden on your shoulders you know, and it's like, if you can just eliminate a couple of small things, like put some limits on your apps, on your phone, you know, and when it goes off, actually respect it and turn it off for the day or whatever, unless you need it for work, you know? And it's just like, you got, if you can spend, you know, cut, cut down your usage of TikTok and Instagram and Reddit and this and that. Oh, and really? By 50, yeah, seriously. <laughs> by like 50, by 20% even, Yeah. you know, like what, Huge. what are you going to fill that time with other than that? Mm. that could be the time that you fill with mindfulness. So not only are you eliminating one habit, which is sucking your dopamine, sucking your attention, you know, like draining you, but then you're going to replace it with something that actually replenishes you. So it's like a double habit swap, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but that's something that, again, it's just like, you know, now that I've had this period off over the last couple of weeks over Christmas, New Year's, it's always a good reflection period. I've actually realized, and I said this to you, I'm like, oh, why am I enjoying my moment-to-moment -moment experience more? You know, I'm like really like leaning into conversations with people. I'm slowing down, having fun with different things. It's like, oh, right, because I don't have this stress that is lingering over me all the time, mm -hmm. which will come with work. 
But, you know, again, like that's the necessary thing. So if you can eliminate any other stresses that you can outside of that, even a couple of percentages, shave them off, it's really going to help you, I reckon. I mean, that's yeah, that's what I'm going to refocus on, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, man. It, it's hard with social media as well because it's so addictive, right? That taking a step back from it, you will have the side effects of addiction where you will be a little bit like fidgety or frustrated Don't or mean agitated. Depraved. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that is something to be mindful of if you are going to like wean yourself off it. I guess it's like slowly taking less time on socials. But um, yeah, that's a really good one. That's really good. Yeah, I think um, for my second one for next year, it's something that has been quite helpful for me, but it's like just being mindful with my breathing, like being hyper aware if I am doing any sort of like shallow breathing, if I'm overwhelmed or anxious. And that kind of leads into also checking in with my body more because there were a few times last year, last year now, where I felt quite panicky. And I've never really experienced like a major form of a panic attack, but I've had two panic attacks last year um, and two like moments of just heavy anxiety. And throughout that year, just moments of like noticing the anxiety more frequently. And with that, noticing that shallow breathing can be quite common and I can feel quite overwhelmed in those moments. So like typically I would do like a deep breathing intentional exercise before if I, if I know I'm like transitioning into like seeing a different client or if I've got a busy day, I will do my deep breathing intentional stuff before transitioning into that. But yeah, I've been noticing that I've been doing it more frequently where I'm like noticing that the shallow breathing's coming back. So I'm like trying to be more aware of my breathing and then checking in with my body. Cause I found that when I was close to panic those times I had shallow breathing, right? Cause my body goes into fight or flight. So I think that that's something quite important for me is just being aware of, you know, how my body, the physiology, how my body's responding to stress and anxiety. And then just being hyper aware of like checking in with my body, you know, so like I took two weeks off at the end of last year to really rest and try to like recoup myself and get ready for the new year. And that only came to my awareness because I was like getting close to panic a few times and feeling more anxious than usual. And I was kind of like, you know, what's going on here? There's clearly something, my body's clearly telling me something. What is that though? So like taking the deep breathing um, more seriously and then just kind of like checking in with myself more often, seeing how I'm feeling. Because I find that when I am close to panic or anxiety, I notice that my fuse is a lot shorter. I'm a lot more like reactive and frustrated, even just with little things. Like my OCD plays up even more with like tiny details. So like just being aware of how I work and then taking a step back if I need to, checking in with myself. Yeah. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> the thing with that is that, like, have you read Breath? No, I haven't. Oh, I only read it yet. in the last, like, four months or so. Uh, and it's, yeah, amazing. Like, mm. it's just, like, some of them, stuff that comes out. It just really reframes in your mind that it's just, like, there's only a few things that you actually need to survive. Like, you need breathing, number one, yeah. water, number two, and then, like, you know, food, number three, for example. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, you're literally breathing all day, every day, and your body's just doing it by itself. Like, yeah, you yeah. can recognize that you can actually you have control over that and you can consciously breathe in a particular way that's going to change your physiology. It's just that simple. Yeah. And so, yeah, when you are stressed, your body is going to breathe in a particular way, which is going to perpetuate you being more in that stress state. So that's, I think that's a good yeah. thing to recognize as well because a lot of people don't even realize that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, I like, I knew that breath was important, obviously Wim Hof and all that jazz that, mm. you know, has been coming out. But like after rereading that book, it just reframed the importance of it to me. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, and like four, seven, eight is one of the techniques that is pretty common where it's like yeah. breathe in for four, hold for seven exhale for there's eight. a bunch of them Even there's so many box different breathing ones. Is just four 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 yeah yeah, yeah. but it's so it, like you said you, you literally said it but it's like 
that's one of the very few things that we have control over. It's it's quite hard when you're in a panic state or when you're anxious to like overpower your thoughts with thoughts, right? It's like it's very hard to just be like, you're calm, you're safe, it's okay, it's okay. That can help to some extent. But when you do a deep breathing exercise or when you do like a progressive progressive muscle relaxation or something that changes your physiology, that's something that yeah, can't really be matched by thought activities. So it, yeah, it's so important. It really is. So my last one is is refocusing on communication for, for this year. Um, and the thing is most human co- communication sucks. You know, if you really pay attention to conversations that you're having or just what people are trying to communicate, you know, people don't communicate with empathy. They don't actually try and focus on what other people are talking about. Um, yeah, and, and also, like, well, yeah, on, on that little jo- like a physical joke point that you just made off screen that, um, you know, a lot of people these days, they're more disconnected than ever with like screens and that kind of thing. There's a lot more like autism kind of coming to the surface with everybody or maybe it's more amplified. Um, yeah. You know, in, less awareness of like generation. social cues, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, 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 that's the way to frame it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's just so easy that it's like, especially if you're in a relationship, this is where it really comes out is that it's like your communication needs to be absolutely on point because if it's not like problems are going to arise and you're not going to be able to solve them. You're not going to be able to communicate through them. And that's all you can do is talk through them, you know, Mm. until you figure out exactly where both of you stand on all the different things, you know? So it's like taking personal responsibility for that, which is potentially another cheeky little fourth one, Mm. something that I I was already focused on last year, but I want to focus even more on this year is like, you know, you are personally responsible for everything in your life. Even if you're not, you know, just Mm -hmm. take personal responsibility and it's like, okay, cool. So like this thing's happening, you know, I'm, I'm having this poor communication with Dan. What, what could I have done to prevent that? Mm. You know, or what can I do now to change that moving forward rather than being like, it's all your fault, Dan, you know, you suck. Like you did this, like what the hell, which is like, you know, maybe both of us are at fault Yeah, and we can discuss that as well. But yeah, that's something that I really, really want to refocus on is communication. I think that will come into, you know, become stronger with mindfulness as well. Yes. Because it's so funny when you're a third, like party in a situation and you see somebody trying to communicate to another person and you can see that they are not hitting like they're not saying the right things and Mm. you can see that the person b is also not hearing it in the way that it's being said and they're trying to you know they they're re-communicating in a way where it sounds like they do know but you're Mm. from the outside you're just like this is not this is not good communication what's happening funny interactions (laughs) to witness yeah when you're just on the side so yeah and that's a perfect example that it's just like you are probably person a or b a Mm. lot of the time yeah and you can't see how your communication is Mm -hmm. so it does take a lot of self-awareness yeah 100 percent. it really does and for my last one this one uh as as you've probably been aware of from the themes of what i've been reflecting on is just more mental rest so you know, having sleep for me is crazy important where it's like I'm so sensitive if I have like seven hours or six hours, I'll be wrecked. Like I have to get eight hours. Otherwise, I'm so wrecked the next day, especially like working with clients, you know, like I have to have like a decent amount of mental space. Yeah, for sure. So like that's a big thing for me, like being aware of my sleep. So I have actually like restructured my sleeping schedule. As Amy would know, I, I used to stay up like pretty consistently to like we got him, boys. midnight, 1 a.m. He's going to sleep earlier finally. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to sleep a lot earlier, 9 a.m. sometime. I mean, 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bed at 9 a.m. Super early. Yeah, super early. I don't wake up. Uh, yeah, 9 p.m., 10 p.m. And it's like, that's a lot better for me, right? That works really well for me, especially with my schedule. So that's a big one. Uh, being like more uh, focused on exercise, like playing more squash, going to the and gym, you're doing sauna. walks every day now as well. Yeah, yeah, trying to be very consistent with that. So that's important. That's, that's definitely helped with like mental rest and mental clarity because I find that 
for me in particular, right? And there's a lot of people out there like that, but like I put so much pressure on myself to like focus on how can I improve today? How can I do more today? And like that can be a little bit taxing and like not helpful a lot of the time to constantly figure out like how to work more on yourself. Another way referring to the first point, how your cheeky ego is mm, in control and trying to be like, oh, more means better and more yeah. means I'll, I'll produce more value and be seen better in a status way. It's yeah. just like actually no, doing less is more beneficial to you at the 100%, start. <laughs> yeah. And I remember at the beginning of the year when you and I were talking about doing more of the counseling work for myself, running the business and the conversation we were having was around like, you know, what's the next step? And it wasn't framed that way, but it was kind of like, well, what, what do you think you're going to do after this? And I remember saying like, I just want to focus on just this. Yeah, you just got it. I just want to like have some clients and just yeah. see what it feels like. And like throughout the year, halfway through the year, my mind started going towards like, well, what else could I be doing? Could I be doing more of that or more of that? So like I have tried to reframe that a little bit more and come back into like, you're actually doing that thing that you set yourself out to do. You should be proud of that. Yeah. You should stop focusing on what the next thing is. Because again, it's like, where's the where's the celebration in that? If I'm just constantly moving to the next thing, it's like, what, so the previous thing I did was invalid? It's like, no, it wasn't invalid. That got me to where I am and I should be proud of that. So yeah, just being more like, yeah, slow, intentional, more paced with what I'm doing is quite big. And with that, like, I wasn't watching really any movies last year. I wasn't relaxing. I wasn't playing really any games. Like occasionally I'll play games with friends, but yeah, not, not too much. So like just more of that, more of just like relaxing, doing nothing, which is funny because as I do it, like before I got into the flow over my two week break, I would find myself being critical if I'd like watch a movie or like play a game. I'd be like, oh, this is a waste of time. I need to counteract that by doing something else. But like I've really been leaning into that more recently and actually just been enjoying playing a game, watching a movie, like relaxing, doing nothing, like yeah. just sitting there doing nothing. Um, so that's actually been quite helpful for me. And I think that actually helps me check in with myself as well, slowing down a little bit and just sitting with myself. Yeah, right. and then when you are, when you have actually had good recharge periods where you're not judgmental on yourself, you let yourself do it because you know that that is actually a productive thing to do is mm -hmm. nothing. Yeah. That when you actually are redoing the thing, and I've again noticed this, like, you know, in this, it's the holiday period, I've had some relaxing, went to an island, for example, had a couple of days, and obviously not really being productive during that time, watch a fair few movies with my partner and that kind of thing, and then... When I do have a moment to myself, like yesterday and today, I'm just like in crush mode. Mm. And it's because I'm like reinvigorated. I've had the time to rest and now I'm like ready to, and yesterday was one of the most productive days I've had in a very long time. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, why is that? Well, because you've been balancing yourself out, dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? That's it, yeah. So yeah, they're, that's, they're the things that we're going to be refocusing on this year. And maybe, maybe you've gotten some value out of that. And all I know is that if I was listening to this podcast, I would jump on and rate it five stars immediately. Would you do that? I think I would. Yeah, that's probably something that you could focus on next year, Dan, I think, you know. Rating this podcast five stars. Absolutely. Yeah, I can definitely do that. Nice. Hopefully you've gotten some value out of this episode. And if you have, then please make sure to give us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And we will talk to you in the next one.